Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 43 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by the inventor of that hat that has the fuzzy flaps on it, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. They're good for hunting, and by hunting, I mean girl hunting, (laughs) and by girl hunting, I mean keeping away girls. (laughs) Right. They're not very sexy. So they're not so you're saying they're not good for hunting women actually. Look, my original idea was sexy ear flaps. Okay? Sure. Everyone yeah. thinks that human ears are a little bit ugly. Mm-hmm. So I invented these things that go over your ears. Yes, to hide your shame. Exactly. Yeah. They're like two tiny little penises on the side of their heads that everyone has. What, the flaps or the ears? Oh both. <laughs> I don't know. See, my first idea was to like invent a, uh, a tiny little earring-shaped scrotum right. that just hangs under each each ear. Sure, to complete the, the image, the yeah. visual image. Yes. Uh, that was not popular. Mm. I was booed right out of the Catholic Church for that one. Yeah, they don't... They, they frown on... They don't like scrotums, there. No, they're not into scrotums, which I think is a shame. They don't like me calling myself Scrotor, your new god, either. <laughs> they don't... Typically, new gods are kind of... <laughs> Not always accepted necessarily with open arms in the Catholic Church. So, you know, they've got a bad history with that. <laughs> Screw it all. Yeah. I'm still laughing at my own joke. And that's okay because this is Game Life Balance Australia. It's what we do. We do. We just, we just sit here for an hour and we laugh at our own jokes. And um, and then we, 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 we publish that. <laughs> I like how it goes over for an hour and the extra time we don't laugh at our own jokes. Yeah. yeah. It's an hour of us laughing at our own jokes and then 15 minutes of us just, just sitting and staring at each other. Just with, in silence. Longingly. Yeah. There's a lot of longing staring. Yeah, that's right. There's a wistfulness. <laughs> Rob's a little bit tired tonight. I am. Again, this is a, a pattern for me. It's it's kind of funny because last week, um, and it is last week for us, and we'll explain why in a minute. Maybe yeah. I should be hosting. Should I host? No, look, we'll... we'll... <laughs> Can I take over the show? Is basically what I'm asking. You've got another episode to wait, then you can, then you can host. Oh, okay, um, all right. Yeah, we have decided to uh, change our publication schedule. Um, basically, we're still going to be publishing an episode every two weeks, but we're just changing the week that we uh, publish on. And our choice was either to wait three weeks and leave leave our our um, our fans hanging, or to or to treat them to two episodes um, in a row, kind of doubled up. Because so, if anything, this is a treat. Yeah, you are being treated right now. Yeah. Your eardrums are thanking us. Yes, that's right. This is this is your reward <laughs> for um, being loyal listeners. Yeah, that's right. So so good on you. Uh, and enjoy this audio feast. Thank you, peasants. Yes. No, wait. Is that we we call them that off air, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'd call them scum. <laughs> uh, you know. I thought you were going to put a p on the end. No, scum. I don't know why. Just like chump. But no, you know, either no. way. So yeah, basically, we we only record our scum though. <laughs> Is that a word? Patent bending. It is. Now. That should have been the name of this episode. That'll be 2018's word of the year. Scump. Well, it runs with Trump, so yeah. that probably does help. It's it's when you um, it's when you shoot out your. Uh... It's when you lick Donald Trump's scrotum. <laughs> Which, let's face it, the right half of America is doing that right now. Dear. Getting political here. We're bringing out <laughs> shots fired. Hey. I'm not saying that scrotum doesn't taste good. I wouldn't know. I've never tried it. Well, we're the only people in the media who have the balls to take on Donald Trump and and mock him. So, um, 
You know, we're the only ones who have the courage to do that. So this is your home for, um, you know, political um, rebellion, essentially. Political rebellion. We're yeah. like pirate radio, yes. except we're not radio, nor are we pirates. No, and in fact, because... We, we pay for everything. With Trump not actually having any power in Australia, other than sort of, you know, in a tangential sense, we're not really rebels either. We're just kind of like, I don't know, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> that does... Yeah. <laughs> jerks? Is a podcast for jerks. With jerks. Hosted by jerks. Let's make a podcast called Jerks, colon, a podcast for jerks. Okay, yeah. We would probably actually get a higher listenership. Just change the name of this podcast to that. That would would be fine. No one would even notice the difference. So we've had a pretty big day, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the Game Life Talk segment. Uh, Rob came to me last night in a dream, a fever dream. And by that, I mean he talked to me over the internet. I did, yes. Which I... Assume is still some kind of fever dream right. of Al Gore. It does. It does exist mainly in your imagination. You know, all of our imaginations, really. My imagination is filthily full of porn. Then, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, okay. The internet is actually just like a projection of your own, like internal, you know, stuff. Wow, that's um, <laughs> yeah. So whatever's going on in your brain, like that, Wikipedia and porn, basically. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like basically, I'm very entertaining. The world is the Matrix, except there's only one human, and it's you. You're the only one. I'm powering everything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that got yeah. me wired you're, up. You're efficient. <laughs> I only needed one human. Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy looks at so much porn. Yeah. He's basically become a black hole. <laughs> He's like this singularity of pornography that perpetually creates its own world and energy. Yeah. That's amazing. I, so I should have called you that instead of the guy that invented the hat with the flaps because that was, <laughs> that was very scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I just think those hats are funny, AC. No, fair enough, fair enough. I have one of those hats. Yeah. Um, not not for the purpose of flaps, but um, for covering which, uh, up your your phallic ears, as we just mentioned earlier. My ears are actually a little bit more phallic than most. <laughs> it's fair to say. Not because <laughs> there's no there's no ears aren't actually phallic. No, they're not. <laughs> not not in any way. But my ears are shaped a little bit different. My ears are actually pointed, like an elf mm. or a um. What are those dudes on? On the the Klingons? Oh. On Star Trek? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know the ones. Um, halflings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no it's the Klingon guys. They've got pointy ears and they... The logical guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, fairies. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I got it right then. Fine. Yeah. So my ears are a little bit pointed. They always have been. And I'm very proud of my pointy ears. Mm. I just wish that that what single trait had been passed along to my daughter, except... Yeah. She's relatively, well, not even relatively. She's just, she is an adorable, good looking baby. Mm. Aside from that one fault mm. that she has curly hair mm. and blind, but you know, whatever. Well, curly hair's nice though, I think. I think people hate, people who have curly hair hate it. But people it's who not don't. Manageable. No. People who don't have curly, curly hair though, they kind of want it. So Do I you think, want curly hair? Uh, I kind of have wavy hair, so I'm in between. I could, so. I could perm your hair. I don't necessarily want a perm. Although, on the other hand, I definitely do want a perm. So, <laughs> do you want a mullet? I want Can to we l- give you a mullet? I want to look like Prince <laughs> from 1983 era. We could do that. Um, Just purple paint and uh, you look like Grimace probably more than Prince, but you know. That's, that's fine. He's, <laughs> he's royalty of a different sort. <laughs> it truly, truly is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, before we got sidetracked, um, Rob came to me in this fever dream called the internet last night and said... I said, what are we going to do? Like, we've, we've, it's only been a week. Mm. Um, what featured game are we going to do? And we were half toying around with the idea of doing maybe like a stream of nonsense special. Mm. And then Rob said, I want to do something with a cartoon dog in it. Mm. And I went, oh, 
okay. And so, <laughs> with my encyclopedic knowledge, knowledge of like retro games, yeah. I had three options. Yeah, uh, Wonder Dog for the Sega CD, mm-hmm. a platformer of middling. <laughs> Uh, dubious quality yeah middling quality it's not bad it's not good it's just kind of wow it's you're a dog that platforms and you collect W's I think or something sure it's very banal it's a banal game I don't actually own it but I have played it before mm-hmm. um, second was Parappa the Rapper uh-huh. yes, that's, that's, that's a good game he's a dog he's a dog uh, I have the Japanese version but mm. the Japanese version is entirely in English like it's all original English so we mm. could have played that one easily is Um Jamma Lammy a dog as well uh, I... Or is she like a bear or something? She looks like a bear to me. I kind of assumed she was a lamb. What with the lammy part. In oh, is she a lamb? I don't know. I have um, Jamma Lammy. She's like sitting somewhere behind me. I can go I check right now. I don't... I just... I'm like... My my memory of what um, Jamma Lammy looks like might not be accurate, but I want to say she was brown or something. Okay, no, no, no. Keep talking, Rob. Yeah. I got it. All right, we're getting to the bottom of this mystery. I, what... I actually... Because we're recording in the uh, yeah. studio... What's a whatever a studio is? Okay, I got it. It's it's a garage. <laughs> so I oof, ow, that was my knee. Um, so um, Jamma Lammy, oh, I have the bo- oh no, she is no, she is brown. She's she, brown. she's kind of like she's got horns. Is she a cow? Don't have a cow. She has horns. She does have horns. So what what animals have horns? Cows, buffaloes, lambs. Deer. Do lambs have horns? I suppose they do. I mean, like her name is Lammy. I just thought that was just. I, I don't know what I thought that. Was. I don't know what that thought. Well, I mean, is her first name Um? Is that the is that the question? That's the main question here. <laughs> I know that Um Jamalami is. Uh, I've never played it. So it yeah. is apparently a decent game. It's very good. Some people okay. have it hold it in higher regard than the first game, right? Because the rhythm of the first game, being an early rhythm game, is a little bit off. Mm. Mm. Uh, yep. It is a little bit. I heard people say that it's it's quite demanding. Yeah, and sometimes in a way that is not fun. Like that, it just it just makes you feel like the game is just not very well made. Um, we should play this one day. We should do Um Jamalami. If only, if only it's, to find it's more out, rock than rap. I just want to know what she is. Okay, whether well, her I'm first sure. name is Um and all those sorts of things. So I'm sure the game will go into all of that. I'm sure it'll be. No, but <coughs> it won't just gloss over all that exposition. Just... The entire <laughs> yeah, time. no, no. All right, Rob's uh, dying in the background. So our third uh, idea, my third retro game, was Duck Hunt. Yes. So we decided to do on such short notice that a game that I could set up easily, uh-huh. Duck Hunt. Well, you know, if there's one thing I know about millennials, I see it's that they love hunting. Yeah. They love um, they love to to kill and and then eat the uh, the carcass of 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 their kill. I really still hope you're talking about animals here. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I, I was talking. I was thinking of lions. <laughs> I was thinking of like millennials don't like hunting at all. This is a terrible idea for a podcast, but let's do it anyways. Okay, so Duck Hunt was uh, created in 1984. Mm. It was uh, a launch title in 1985 for the um, for the North American NES. Right. Okay. It right. Came out in Australia in the PAL region 1987. Mm-hmm. However, it was the second round of games in 1984 for the Famicom in Japan. Mm. Now, the game is pretty simple if you've never played it. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'd be very surprised if you've never played Duck Hunt. Mm. Um, you hunt ducks. <laughs> Full stop. For, yeah, there you go. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> End of review. <laughs> it's a light gun game. Yeah. So you're given... You have the the uh, the light gun, which is the NES Zapper. Yeah, which is a, a pretty cool light gun. Yep. In... Uh, 
Japan, you had the... I almost call it Nippon. I keep calling it Nippon because just it's just Japan's real name. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually had... The Zapper looks like a... Um, a six shooter, like a Smith and Wesson sort of thing, like a kind of a yeah, bigger version I've of that. I've seen that, like that realistic ass looking um, light gun mm. in the past, and I've been like, "Where did you get one of those?" So that's that's the Japanese. That is the Japanese version. It's yeah, not yeah. exactly compatible, um, mm. just because of where it plugs into on the on the system. Right. But it is an an interesting. I really want that as part of my collection, but mm. Australians. Especially border officials yeah. really hate guns. They're not, they're not big on you importing replica guns. Yeah, they really aren't. Apparently, if you try and import a Megatron shaped mm. like the the like the German Luger or whatever, oh it is, yeah, yeah, that gets stopped at customs. <laughs> so you need to actually get him out of the box and transform him to get him into Jeez. the country. What happened to the Second Amendment? Oh wait, that's America. Yeah, we, not a, no, no no guns around here. Yeah, you know, no Megatrons if you want to fight. <laughs> If you want to fight the British, you're going to have to do it without your Megatrons, unfortunately. <laughs> That's also written into their constitution. Yeah, yeah. Megatron, you sneaky little bastards. <laughs> so Duck Hunt is uh, it's a fairly simplistic game. You are given three shots in game A mode mm. and a duck flies. Yes. And you have three shots to shoot him. Yeah. And it's basically, the background doesn't change. No. It's just a swamp, blue sky, duck flies around in a couple of different directions. If you shoot him, good. If not, he flies away. Yeah. You have ten shots, and you've got to get at least six of those to move on to the next level. Yeah, so it, there's there's a certain amount of skill. I mean, it is basically a game of skill. Yeah. Um, it's a very simple game. What you've said just now is, is literally the whole game. There is nothing further to say, really, about the gameplay. There's a dog, a cartoon dog. Yeah. That, you know, provides a little bit of... He goes in and rustles out the yeah. the, 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 the ducks, and if you miss, he goes... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He laughs at you. And everyone tries to shoot the dog. Yeah, because of course, because he's mocking you. He's he a jerk. Well, yeah, but you're a bad shot, yeah. so you deserve to be mocked. That's right. You're, both, you're, you're perfect for each other. But um, yeah, the dog is probably the only sort of like levity in the game. Um, yeah. Because otherwise it's just a very like straightforward skill tester type of, of game experience. But that being said, it's, uh, it's not bad at all, actually. And, and it's, it holds up very well because it's so simple. It's, yeah. It is just fun. It is a mm. fun game. Now, there's not... When you shoot the duck, he yeah. doesn't explode. Mm. Blood no. doesn't go everywhere. He just drops to the ground. The is dog he... holds him up, and his eyes are, like, half-closed. He yeah. could be stunned, but, you know, it, it duck hunt, he's probably dead. But, you know, yeah. it's okay. No, it's right. It was the 80s. You could, kill, you could kill ducks back in the 80s. That's right. You're allowed to kill a, allowed to kill a duck. No one would bat an eyelid. Yeah. These days, these bleeding-heart liberals... <laughs> You know, duck rights for all. That's what you, I say. You so much as 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 you know, wing a duck <laughs> with you know, like a, a pebble or something, and you know, next thing you know, you're hung ankles, hung by your ankles. In I'm just seeing where you go with this. No, I'm running out of words. Okay, uh, so basically, um, <laughs> bloody there, liberals. Basically, there is a couple of nuances. Yeah. So one of the nuances is. Mm. Uh, and most people know this now, but a lot of people didn't know this at the time. Uh, the gun is controlled by the second port. You still need to have a controller in uh, the first player port to be able to select the game modes. Yes. And while that's plugged in, Mm -hmm. the other person in the room with you can control the duck in game A mode. Yes. So it's just basic directions, just the cardinals kind of like left, right, up, down. Yes. Uh, And... 
So it can be a bit of like cat and mouse, really. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it you definitely got, makes it harder. If you you're got a person. three chances to get away. Basically, you mm. can you can control three times to get away. It's not like a smooth motion or anything like that. You go up, that, that, and then that's it. If you get away, which you can, it's good. Mm. Uh, the hitbox is pretty generous. It's yes. fair to say, but uh, you know, depending depending on what size you play on a TV screen. Mm. So game B, uh, the other person cannot control. Um, either duck because there are now two ducks. Yeah, that's right. So you got three shots still, but you got two ducks to kill with every like round, I guess you'd call it, or um, or every every sort of go, I guess. Uh, and so that obviously makes it a bit more a bit more challenging. Yeah. And game three is clay pigeon mode. Yeah. So this is like a, like basically a different game. Yeah. This one is quite a bit harder because there's two. They fling off at a higher speed into the distance. Yes. And they do get smaller and smaller and smaller, and thus harder and harder to hit. Yeah, that's right. So, and that and that game is not set in like wetlands. It's set in this sort of like open field, basically. So, uh, yeah. So that's yes. I was I would call I would call game C, um, the, the the pigeon shooting game, the most difficult of the three modes. But it's it's different, right? Because the yeah. the, the, the issue is with game A and game B, the duck, um, you know. Get, they get progressively more squirrely and hard to hard to hit, but they never actually sort of change their size on on the screen. The hitbox is always the same size. Yeah. In the clay pigeon shooting, um, key difference is that the um, your target starts sort of large because it's in the foreground, and then as it sort of you know shoots off into the distance, it gets smaller and smaller. So um, it's it's a bit harder to hit them um, if they've been in the air for a while. Yeah. If that makes sense. So there is there is that to it. Um, yeah. So this there are like we've basically described the whole game. Mm. Now, there are a couple of things I need to tell you about this game. Number one, if you have the original game, you cannot play it on a modern flat screen uh, LED or plasma or uh, LCD television. That's right. Yeah. Because these require uh, L uh, sorry, CRT, cathode ray tube television screens, mm. of which I have in my house, I yeah. think. I've been kind of hoarding them because they all eventually die. Uh, so we tried it on two different ones. Mm-hmm. We tried it on a, a conventional bubble screen, like a, a convex sort of screen, which is like more of a traditional television. Mm-hmm. And then we also tried it on the on the rather larger Sony Trinitron, yeah. which is a, a flat screen kind of arrangement. Mm. It's still CRT, Yes. So, you know, it still has the cathode ray tube. It's bloody heavy. It's a big bastard. You had to help me move it yeah, in. It's... But it's because it's flat, it doesn't have quite the same accuracy Yeah, we found. Yeah, it seems as though they designed the game with the, the slight curvature of the convex screen in mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, when the ducks are at the edge of the screen, it feels like... We can't really confirm this scientifically, but it no. feels like... It's a bit less accurate at the edges of the screen. But you can compensate because of the good hitboxes. So, yeah. you can still play it on those ones, mm-hmm. on the more modern CRTs, which is an odd phrase to say. Yeah, yeah. But it's still doable. And we just did kind of a, a bit of a, an experiment and trying it both. But we had fun on both. But it's yeah. fair to say that um, the uh, smaller uh, is actually a little bit harder in yeah. some aspects. Because my the, the curved screen, the bubble screen television i have is actually quite small mm. so we're both sitting cross-legged on the ground in a very saturday night prepubescent sort of way yeah it definitely felt very like uh like a flashback to our childhood sitting yeah. on the floor <laughs> playing in nes 
Uh, yeah, then, then that sort of leads into the next point is that there's a big nostalgia factor with this game that um, we need to be mindful of, AC. We need to make sure we that we're not getting influenced by how much nostalgia there is for this game because although it's a very simple game, there isn't actually a heck of a lot of character to it. What little character there is is like it's it's very iconic the uh, the dog is the, the the hunting dog from duck hunt is you know it's one of those sort of classic nes characters as far as i'm concerned it's hmm. because a lot of people had the um the duck hunt and super mario because it was Brothers a packing game for in. the original yeah and so like almost everyone who had an nes back back in the day in australia anyway um had this game so it's like a cultural touchstone in a weird way and so that does that does heighten um this issue with the, with nostalgia so uh but if taking nostalgia out of the game for a minute just trying to eliminate that and thinking about it just purely as as, a, as you know gameplay experience it holds up very well it feels just as fun now as it did back then mm. so uh, i will say that they did actually re-release this game for the wii u virtual console oh, okay. so you would have had to have used a nes uh, sorry a uh, a wii mote oh. to be able to play would that have, game would that have worked i don't know i've never played the wii u version i yeah. just know it was released uh okay. i've never seen it i imagine that it can't be too different but yeah. there's nothing quite like holding a big heavy you know, Zappa, because the yeah. Zappa, the NES Zappa is spring-loaded. Like, the yeah. trigger has a spring. Yes. So, it actually does give a very minor case of kickback. Yeah, you can feel it. Because it kind of sprongs like... out and, it, you know, yeah. has a slight vibration. It's probably not going to alter your shot in any meaningful way, but it gives it a bit more of a solid prang to it. There's, like, a tactileness to using that that Zappa. Mm. I, yeah, I feel like... I feel like even if the Wiimote worked perfectly well, like if it was just... And it probably does, to be fair. Uh, then you would just miss that, that like, plasticky click and, you know, that... that, mm. that the, well, revi- the, the reverberation of that, like, clang as the, as the, as the trigger gets pulled. That, and to be fair, know. that is also nostalgia. And mm. that is the other part I wanted to mention about this game is that mm. you need working zappers. Zappers yeah. do fail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're not as... They're sturdy, but they're not as, as good as the controllers. Um... There apparently is a light bulb trick where you fire it into a light bulb when it's on and that can clear it, but I've never... That I'd, sounds like an old wives' tale. I it? think it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good that trick is. I don't think there's any particular scientific method behind it. Mm. I have three zappers. All three of them work fine. I actually have one of the grey ones, which is one of the rarer ones, because okay. they, they change them to orange pretty quickly. Yeah. So you can't hold up a convenience store with them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, look... Yeah, we shouldn't laugh. I mean, no. someone's probably tried to do that. Okay, so lastly, I will touch briefly mm. on the fact that there was an arcade version of this, Versus Duck Hunt. Yeah. Now, this is part of the Versus series. In Japan, they had Versus Tennis, Versus Super Mario Brothers, Versus Ice Climbers. Mm-hmm. A lot of those early Famicom games got an arcade release with the Versus title. Mm. Now, um, it's kind of a little bit different. The versus title for this one is kind of a combination of B and C. Uh, so two ducks and the clay pigeons mixed mm. round by round. And rather than 10, it's actually 12. Yeah. And so you need to be able to get over 50% to move on to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And in this one, you can get a bonus round where the dog tries to distract you <laughs> and you can shoot the dog. Yeah. For once, you can shoot that lousy little mongrel. But isn't it the case that if you shoot the dog, then the, that, that like bonus game ends? I mean, yeah, basically. So, so you, you shoot the dog. Yeah, the dog like I think comes back with like crutches or something, or like I'm <laughs> bandaged or something. It's like rah, 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 rah. Uh, and then the game and then the bonus round ends. So it is a 
apparently it's a fun game. Mm. This is one of the rarer arcades because you can't duplicate it on a um, on MAME. Yeah. Because you need a CRT. I suppose maybe you could get... You could maybe duplicate it through an old like PC monitor if you can wire up a zapper to it somehow. Yeah. I don't know how you'd do that. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably possible. Yeah. But it is one of the rarer versus games out there now. I suspect it's just too obscure for someone to make the effort to to do it. But, I mean, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, so, Rob, um, would you recommend it? Like, given what you've already said yeah, about might... rose-tinted nostalgia glasses. Yeah, I won't go over that ground again. I think I think the gameplay is, is, is still very fun. Yeah. And... Uh, it sets out to do a very simple thing and it does it very well you know so there's not a lot there's not a lot of room really for criticism you know like oh I wish there were more bullets like that would kind of ruin the game yeah you know oh like I wish the graphics were better it's like well it doesn't really matter like there's not a lot of room for improvement really so I, I think it, it I have to recommend it with with all of the usual caveats that look it's very old and you know you might not you may not actually be able to find a situation where you can play it like if you don't have you know a CRT um, and you don't have an old zapper and stuff like you know the the limited amounts of people will actually be able to play this game. Yeah. But for those who who have the opportunity, I, w- I would say take the opportunity because it is fun. It's still fun, especially if you have some friends to sort of be a bit competitive with. Yeah. Them. So that that's my that's my my take on that one. Yeah. I think uh, I would recommend this game. Mm. Uh, no surprise there because I'm the retro gamer. Mm. But studying this game a little bit closer. Uh, what you have just said about the competitiveness with your friends, you can take it in turns, you can go see how many rounds you can get before you fail. Yeah. You can go, like, uh, because it's still corded yes. to the machine, like, you can go cords length to get as far back as you can, mm. hide behind a couch and, like, do it <laughs> sniper style. Yeah, yeah. There are ways physically you can play this game differently. You can stand right up against the screen mm. and cheat the system if you wanted to. Nothing's yeah. stopping you. The game wouldn't know. Only you would know. Mm. So... And it's such a simple game. When you look at it closely, there are so very few frames of animation. Yeah, yeah. There may be, it may be like, you know, 20 or 30 in total. The entire game. Yeah, like you've got the background. Uh, the dog only has like three or four. Yeah. You know, sprites shrink. Spi- sprites will like kind of alternate in flappiness. And then there's like a dead sprite. Mm. That's about it. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to it. But yeah. it's what it does, I think you... Uh, summed up succinctly it work. it does it so well yeah it works perfectly and and as you said not everyone's going to have the opportunity to play this game but if you ever got if everyone if anyone ever says to you hey let's play some Duck Hunt so yeah sure yeah. I'll play some Duck Hunt yeah that sounds fun definitely you could just give it a go say you've played Duck Hunt once because you know one day the way things go is that one day there's not going to be any CRTs left or, in, or any ducks left in the world either yeah, so this may yeah. be your last chance to see a di- shoot a digital a, a duck digital, I don't know what I'm talking about but yes shoot, <laughs> shoot ducks it's good uh, do, do a murder on a duck the end <laughs> so it's only been a week mm. uh, and we usually make jokes of ah oh, ha ha your so called life rah 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 but you've had a week off Yes, I have. And yeah. uh, you've, uh, you know, you've you've had stuff going on in the past week. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's it's annoying how when you're on leave, things actually get weirdly busy for you. Mm. But um, yeah, I've um, I've been busy writing um, some essays. Pardon me, some essays for um, my astrology exams, um, which has been very time consuming. Um, but in between stressing out about that, um, my good friend AC. Uh, loaned me his Switch, his Nintendo Switch, 
so I have been playing uh, some Zelda Breath of the Wild on on the Switch, which has been fun. Uh, so that that's a good game, isn't it? I see. That's. I'm a. Big I think you're on record as fan of this. There yeah. is a two-hour podcast of uh, me and Cody and Chris yeah. all talking about Tell it. How much you love that game? So yeah. I came into it. I tried to kind of like ignore all the um you know the hype or the um you know the the stuff i'd heard about the game and just trying to just turn it on and just experience it for myself and uh and just you know try and try and be as uh, objective as possible about the game yeah um and i haven't been in a particularly good mood so i was like slightly concerned that oh my grumpy my grumpy state of mind will mean that i won't like the game very much because often when you're in a grumpy mood already then you try a game out you just if a, if anything even slightly you know off happens then you're like well screw this and you turn it off and never play it yeah yeah um but but this game has been has been very fun yeah it's very immersive ac it's it's very it it pulls you in and it's funny because it doesn't actually have a lot of it's it's not trying to be immersive it's not it's not trying too hard to be immersive it just it's not trying too hard in the skyrim bethesda sort of way i think i think it is trying hard but not in a way that you normally expect it's Mm. it's sucking you in not in the there's lots of story but it's sucking you in in the hey go out and do whatever you want there's this big world you can explore you can do anything you want you can stay you can do side quests we don't care you can do anything or you can go straight to the boss if you really want to just that wandering around sort of um aesthetic of the game is very appealing and there's little there's little touches that i I really like you know things that are not big deals um you know in terms of the overall impact of the game but just these little things that that add to that immersion for example um you know when you're out trying to like collect bugs or something yeah and you'll see like a bug floating around um and then if you sort of you have to sort of very slowly walk over to it or, or use the stealth sort of the creeping up mode to sort of you know you know slowly work over to it and collect it but um those areas where there are bugs there's always like this sort of um animated little little sort of bugs that you can't actually collect but they just sort of float around and i guess that kind of indicates to you oh look you can find bugs here yeah but yeah, i just like, like little I just flourishes like, yeah i just like that because i was like oh look there's little there's little glowing um you know like uh fireflies over here i'll go over there and then when you get there you see some ones that you can actually collect well, you know, there's little bits of wildlife. Like I saw a fox walking th- walking along the other day, and I was like, "Cool!" You know, it just impressed me in a way that, like, you know, there's been there's been wildlife in in Bethesda games for a long time, but I think seeing it in in a Zelda game was was quite cool. Um, and you can you can kill those foxes yeah. and get meat off them as well. You know, and you can cook that meat and get more strength and yeah. There's and that's the other thing. Health. Just how the, the the systems in the world are very um, internally consistent and mm. coherent. So. Uh, you know, you can set fire to all sorts of different things. Gravity, you know, like the physics engine works quite well. So you can um, you can roll rocks down hills and kill enemies that way, and, and, and things like that. There's there's something about the the way that those systems work that feels very fair. It sort of reminds me of Spelunky in the way that in Spelunky, um, the spikes can kill you, but they can also kill the enemies. You know, and that that seemed like sort of this nice sort of fairness that uh you know the enemies can fall on those spikes and die as well and i think i think there's a bit of that going on in zelda in breath of the wild where um things that can hurt you can also hurt your enemies i think the physics are very well built because the physics are there not just for you but they affect the entire world Mm. so yeah you can roll a rock down a hill but like enemies can do the same 
Yeah, they can true. accidentally do things in the system, yeah. which they don't mean to do, but can still like, oops, they accidentally did this. They rolled down the hill and killed you by accident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a little bit of unpredictability to it. Mm. But it's not just open world jankiness. It's actually very polished. Uh, and that's another thing that I, I really appreciate about it is that a lot of open world games are like, you know, they're impressive in mm. their scale and scope. But they're like broken in lots of ways, and Zelda really doesn't feel like that at all. It feels very, you know, it feels like it's been play tested to hell. I think it, I think and, it has because yeah. Nintendo doesn't release half-assed products for the most part, mm. and I think this is one of those things that Bethesda release things and they update them a few times. But what really gets Bethesda games really good is the the community out there who mods them. And Nintendo yeah. won't let you do that to no. these games. So there's some give and take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they give you this perfect, like, great well. It's not like... If not everything is play-tested exactly. So you're still going to find the odd glitch and stuff like that. Yeah, like, sure. you know, accidentally phase through solid matter and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. but you can, you know, in the end, like, it's, it's so well-polished for such a big world. But you can't go back in there and replace, or at least you can't do this easily. Yeah. You can't replace Link with Grimace or something. No. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet anyway. But it, it has been a lot of fun. It, it does remind me of um, some of the elements in other open world games that I really enjoyed. Like the climbing and exploring side of things um, reminds me a lot of, of Far Cry, actually. Um, especially the most recent Far Cry. Far Cry 4. Or, no. Was there one after that? Anyway, the one that's in the Himalayas. Um, where there's a lot of like climbing mountains and um, looking for hidden little caves and things like that. Yep. Uh, Zelda definitely has has that going for it. That sort of exploration, looking for little secrets. Yeah. Um, the sense that the world is not just this huge barren, you know, emptiness, but there's stuff in there for you to there find. There is a lot of stuff. And yeah. the, it's also learning about the world as well. And like yeah. learning what potions you can cook and yeah. what works and what doesn't work. And Yeah, I spent a, a lot of time at the campfire just like trying to like combine different bugs with different monster parts and just see what happens and... Um, yeah, that's been good. I used a stealth potion to 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 catch my first horse because I tried to catch the horse and then he ran away because I must have like stepped on a branch or something. I was trying to creep up on it, but it it you know heard me or something. So I was like, right, I'll use a stealth potion. I got a few of those, and that worked perfectly well, and I felt very very happy about that. And you got a horse. Yeah, I have a horse. So it's it's yeah. it's important to mention at this point. This isn't a review. Uh, no. Rob is very early on in the game. Yeah, I don't. I only can't just really, off the plateau. I can't really give a like a fully matured opinion. But so far, so good. Yeah, you yeah. seem to be really enjoying it. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad. Yeah, so basically, Rob was has just moved into his new house. Yeah. And um, yeah. we hadn't visited, and I thought, we might go over and visit, and I might take my Switch over. Uh, the chances are I'm going to use my Switch a lot in the future for Super Mario Odyssey, which is coming out later this month, mm. uh, which I am really looking forward to. Mm. And I thought, before that, before I get in and never want to give my Switch to anyone again, <laughs> assuming that the game's good, it might not yeah. be good, probably yeah. will be, mm. uh, I thought I would, uh, you know give rob a bit of a go yeah because the chances are like you're not really in a position to buy your own switch at the moment no and uh you know you had a bit of time off so i thought yeah you know you should um yeah it's definitely been a welcome distraction from like stressing about essays and things like that so um and it's better than just replaying the same old games i always play like you know PUBG or or total war over and over again it's nice to have something different and it's because it's very um I hate to use the word immersive over and over again, but I mean, that's the only way that comes to mind. 
Uh, it just it just it's compelling. So you know, I kind of want to go home and keep playing it. Yeah, it's a it's uh, a fantastic game. Yeah, so that's that's my gaming stuff, uh, life stuff. Um, well, I've mentioned the essay stuff. Uh, you came around uh, with your lovely family um, and dropped off. No, it was a bit of fun. Yeah, that nice, was nice house, very nice house. Yeah, it's a little too big for me, um, but it's 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 a good size. When Ruby's there, it, it feels like a good size. Yeah, you know. Um, but when it's just when it's just me, it's like oh, it's, I, I feel like I'm rattling around a bit in there. Yeah. Um, especially at nighttime for some reason. I always find that at nighttime, um, if you have any anxieties or or you know um, you know worries on your mind, that nighttime seems to exacerbate. They, they always come to the forefront. Yeah, whereas when the sun's up in the uh, sky, some reason like these problems seem to seem less, um, you know, um, difficult. But uh, yeah, at nighttime, it's like your your mind just turns to sort of these these um, upsetting themes. But um, I have been keeping myself, you know, distracted, which may not be the best coping strategy, but has been working so far. So. Well, I mean, there could, there's a lot uh, worse coping strategies like alcoholism yeah. with the possibility of further alcoholism yeah. I think the fact that there is no alcohol in my house right now is, speaks to like the- my resolution to not go down that path yeah yeah not, yeah. not just try and drown um, my, my drown emotions. everything out yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know I, I, but then again I'm sort of I'm just keep, I'm keeping myself distracted so that I don't you know wallow um and the Switch probably helps there as well. Like, yeah, I gave you all my games. It doesn't have to be Zelda, but no. you know, I, I'm sure you're getting the most fun out of that well, one. Well, I, I could always shuffle on like, Sonic and see what, see what that's like and things yeah, like that. definitely. Um, I've been wanting to get that for the for Steam, though, actually, because I thought that might be a fun Steam game to play. That could be good, we, um, because we could actually review that for a future episode. Yeah. Because I had a lot of fun with that. And I do like Sonic, and seeing people play um, Sonic Mania brings back a lot of that sonic nostalgia because we were Sega boys growing up yeah and i've never been a big fan of the 3d sonic games they never seemed to appeal to me very much yeah um but i still have a soft spot in my heart for sonic that is not entirely rational it's based it's based more <laughs> sonic on... fans are never rational no no i mean look there's there's some good stuff in those other sonic games in in, in amongst some other mm. like less good stuff but um, it seems that game has picked up the, the the good bits and left left the dross. So, uh, yeah, I, I could check that out. Um, and there are some other games that I, on on the, on the Switch that I'm curious about. It would be nice to sit down and play some Mario Kart or something. But honestly, I just don't have a lot of time. Yeah, because I am I am under the pump a bit with these essays. And um, but today uh, we did something nice. Like yeah. um, we actually our daughters. Yeah, and I never thought that. That phrase would come up. I've known you since 1989. Yeah. So basically, we were seven, like eight years old. Mm. We we're like going, you know, just we have a daughter each. Yeah, now. yeah. And now, and we are organizing play dates for them. Like yeah. they, they came around here and they played with each other a bit. Yeah. And, you know, and like Ruby loved playing with May's toys. Yes, yes. In fact, she liked playing with May's toys a little too much. <laughs> she, she's a, she's a toddler. Like you know, obviously um, Ruby's a little older than your daughter, so yeah. she's She's definitely in that selfish toddler phase. So she will grab toys and then just shout mine um, and then try. She doesn't want to share, yeah. Keep them away from from May. Um, And May is in this phase at the moment where she likes passing things to other people. Yeah. It's her version of interacting with people, I think, to a a certain extent. And that. It's a bit weird for me to like not like to pass something and not get it back. Yeah, she's yeah. like going, wait, 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 wait. You're keeping it? Yeah, this I don't understand. You've broken the moral <laughs> unspoken moral code here. <laughs> but yeah, Ruby's just yeah. And again, she's at childcare now, so she's you know, the idea of protecting your toys from other children is probably pretty pretty yeah, strong. I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. You kinda need to be a bit older to like because there's a level of trust you need to have and, you know, a level of trust you need to have to make friends yeah. as well. Like, at the moment, they're playing together and having play dates, but 
you know, and we call them friends, but you know, yeah. to be true, truer friends, they have, they need to be have a self awareness of them, mm. of who they are and who the other person they want to actually spend time with is. Yeah, yeah, but um, it, it is good all, for them to socialize, yeah. though. It is very good. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Because I think, well, my daughter's getting a lot of socialization now, but you know, historically, she hasn't. Um, so. And, and May is obviously, you know, is, is fairly joined to your, to your wife's hip at this point. Oh, so. yes, yes. There's a, so, there's a lot of joint, yeah, uh, jointering there. Yeah, so it is good for them. And, and gosh, they are cute when they uh, interact. They are so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're 36, 35, 36 years old talking about how adorable our daughters are. Look, if you, if you have a kid and you don't think they're adorable, that speaks to some sort of issue, perhaps. <laughs> Um, unless they if, really aren't adorable, you, yeah, yeah there, just, like, there are real. some truly ugly kids out there. <laughs> I've seen some really, really shockers. Yeah, but I mean, even then, you'd probably, you know, there's that father's eyes thing. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that's how we see it as well. Like people probably come across. I'm not going to say my daughter, but other people's kids, and go, "Oh my god, that kid is so ugly." You say my kid's you would- ugly, AC. <laughs> Uh, I'm not, not awkward saying. silence. <laughs> Damn! All right. No, I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. No. Ruby's Ruby's at a very adorable phase where she's yeah. talking and babbling a lot. Yeah, she's very talkative and she's actually using real words. Yeah, now. exactly. Um, so when she when she babbles at you now, it means something, whereas before it didn't. The trouble is trying to figure out what that babbling means. Um, she because has, she's trying to communicate on a meaningful level. Yeah, totally. And but she's using a very limited vocabulary. Yeah. And so she makes up words to like sort of fill fill in the gaps, you know, uh, like she'll see a ball or something and she'll want you to get the ball and she'll just be like, blah, 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 ball, you know, and you're like, <laughs> right, well, I can see that you, the ball is important. The rest I'm not so sure about. And then you have to kind of infer what she means just from like her um, sort of, you know, body language and stuff, but it works. It gets the job done. So um, she gets fed, she gets the ball or whatever she, whatever she wants. So, um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. toddlers. Probably, yeah, look, she's a lot of she's a lot of work, but she's also a lot of fun as well. I spent all day with her. Pretty tired, but um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it, it's a it's a good kind of tired, I guess. All right, AC, you. I'm gonna turn the tables on you now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Now, what have you been doing? Do you want to go with life stuff first? Yeah. Look, I mean, we it was fun. It was a fun play date today, yeah. and uh, I just like. It's good for me to socialize, even if she's not directly interacting a lot with the other kid. It's good to have other kids in the room. Yeah. Because, you know, May, due to her condition, is a little skittish yeah. sometimes. And because she just doesn't know a lot. She doesn't interact a lot with other kids or even other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, she is starting childcare Ooh. on Monday. That's a big one. Two days a week. Mm-hmm. So Maria can go back to work and, you know, have a bit of time to herself. It's going to be really hard, I think. It's going to be hard on both of them. I'll yeah. be at work, so it'll be less hard on me. <laughs> but I still I still have this thing. It's like, oh, is she going to be okay? Or oh, what if she sticks her finger in a power socket or something? I don't yeah. know. You know, all that, that kind of worrying stuff that, you, that every parent does. Yeah, yeah. But um, she is so, you know, she's just so into maria and i you know like she just wants to play with us and interact with us all the time yeah uh, and she's only just starting to step outside of that comfort circle and start to offer like things to other people and play with other people and now we're just throwing her in the deep end but we got to do it you know yeah it's just in some ways, reality like we can't exist on my salary alone unfortunately yeah i think well, look i i tend to look at these things like pulling off a band-aid like you can either like you know peel it off very slowly 
Or just get it over and done with, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. that's just the way it is. And she's had a couple of checkups recently, and she's doing very well, according to the, um, according to the. I always get this right. The, the inst, the Royal Institute for Deaf and Blind Children. Right. And uh, they said that she's been doing really well. She went to an appointment at Canberra Hospital. Uh, apparently Westmead in Sydney did not send the referral to. Oh, okay. And, like, we were waiting for months to get an appointment. And they said, be patient, be patient, be patient. We've never heard of you before. So I had some some words, uh, firm words. Not angry, but very firm. And then we got an appointment very, very quickly. Right, there you go. Yes, I can be very persuasive when I need to be. Trust me. (laughs) I am diplomatic. Yeah. But, you know, because May's condition, uh, FEVR, um, can be um, degenerative, I pressed upon the fact that uh, since we'd been waiting and a mistake had been made on their end, uh, you know, on Westmead's end, that we would like things to progress very quickly. Yeah. Of which they were. So uh, we got a proper appointment next month, but this month... She just got her eyes just tested and see how well she was doing. And mm. she was doing really well. That's really good. So yeah. it's very promising for us. Um, like, once again, she's not going to be able to get her pilot's license, which is the joke they always like to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she is progr- She is developing the um, the visual cortex of her brain, which is which is really good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, she seems to... I don't know if she knows her own name, but she can repeat her own name yeah. at the moment. It's, she did it earlier today and it, and it was very cute. Um, so yes. she knows daddy and mummy and jodai, which means I want or please or something like uh, I want this in my hand mm. or I want to do, I want to interact with something. Yeah. And then she was going may, may, may. And then Rob pointed out that she was basically up the, like the Pokemon level of intelligence now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can use her own name as a means of communication. Pika, pika. Yeah. <laughs> may, may. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So um, next step is obviously to train her to fight other babies. <laughs> baby fight club. Yeah. We've had this idea before, yeah. Rob. Look, it's all part of a grand scheme. I have to make your baby fight other babies. <laughs> She's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Yoshimura. That's right. She's got the warrior spirit. Uh, so that was it, it's very it's, she's at a very cute stage yeah. she's not quite walking yet but she's getting so close yeah, she, she had loves. a couple of steps that which were a bit wobbly but mm. ooh it's exciting to watch yeah you know, she's, uh, any moment now you'll, you'll be the, you know maybe the very next podcast you'll be talking about how she took her first steps although wouldn't it be awful if she took them at childcare I always used to worry about that with Ruby like what if she does the first steps and the first words when I'm when she's at childcare yeah. and is wasted on these like you know I mean it could be the fact that a lot of childcare people would know this and they wouldn't tell you necessarily. Yeah, I, I probably, reckon that's what happens. That's like an unspoken code. They either might say, oh, understand. they're getting real close. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they probably do a lot of that stuff there because they're yeah. influenced a lot by other kids and the teachers. But they probably don't say, oh, my God, your child did the most fantastic thing while you weren't here today. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, she's getting very close. <laughs> that's, what, that's my theory yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think... Look, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Was... It seems like the honourable thing to do. Yeah. It's one of those little white lies that goes a, a lot towards a parent's heart. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, in terms of my gaming, mm. it's only been a week, but I have not been playing Switch. Mm-hmm. It's been stolen. Yeah. Actually, what happened was I gave you the Switch. Yes. And uh, then they said, oh, there's been a new level announced for uh, Splatoon 2. And I went, damn it. Give me that but it's okay. Back. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's, as I said, I haven't been playing a lot of Splatoon 2 lately anyway. Yeah. So I'll just check out that level at a different time. Mm. No harm, no foul. 
Uh, but as a late Father's Day present, uh, quite late because it's uh, in uh, Australia, Father's Day is in September. Uh. Uh, Maria, or should I say May, got me <laughs> uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns. Right. For the 3DS, which is, of course, kind of a reimagining of Return of Samus for the Game Boy, the second in the Metroid series. Cool. Okay. And is that... You've been enjoying that? I've been loving it, actually. Awesome. Uh, I've... Uh, I kind of went into this blind... Look, I like Metroid games, mm. but one of the things I've noticed is that the older you get, the less time you have for those sorts of, like, yeah. where the fuck do I go games. Yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate because they're fun. I enjoy playing them. Yeah. But there's only so much backtracking in, like, oh, do I need to, like, go through 20 secret passages to get this one item I need to progress to the next level? Yeah. Uh, I have played a bit of Game Boy original Metroid before, mm. so and I can see a lot of the influence there, but yeah. this is a pretty much a new game. That's cool. But it still has the theme of there are 40 Metroids and you need to kill all of them. So far, I have killed two. Right. Yeah. But I do have a lot of the good weapons, like the Freeze Ray, the Spider Ball, Morph Ball. Okay. Uh, and I am, ha- and you know that like there's a new feature you can use to explore a limited area mm. to see where the secrets are. Oh, okay. Which right. is really, really, really helpful sometimes because right. it just saves time rather than hitting every wall. If you know what I mean. Yeah, because I feel like that's a problem with those games is that you often want to just go look up a guide. Yeah. And, but having a system like that would help you to sort mm. of resist that urge, I suppose. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's a little different. Um, the 3D is pretty good. A lot of people were worried because the studio who made this, it's not Nintendo, mm. uh, it was kind of farmed out, have had a couple of stingers on their hands, but mm. this, this one game has been getting a lot of good press, and I went, you know what? I might put that on my wish list, and um, Maria must have... Sorry, May must have heard me <laughs> mumbling in my sleep yeah. because they went out and bought me this game. May's very perceptive about, about this. Oh, very, very. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she keeps an ear out. Very, very, very aware for a, um, a 15-month-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I haven't gotten really, really far, but I've mm. played in, like, you know, like several, several hours of it and just kind of having fun, like, exploring, and I've died a lot, but, you know, I'm also having a lot of fun. Cool. So... That's basically the only game we've been playing. I've been playing. Uh, we haven't actually played any Battlegrounds recently. No, we um, haven't. Which is which is funny because we normally it would have been a perfect time, but I just yeah. you know wanting to spend time with my family. Totally, and I've I've been yeah I've been I've been going through some shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't often feel like. Hmm? So it's know. fair enough. It's so, a shame because I, I wish I had took this leave like maybe you know later in the year or something when I'd been in a better mood or something. But do you have? Are you like out of leave now? Or do you have like no, no leave left? I think I still have two or three weeks. Oh wow, that's heaps. Sleeve. That's yeah. good. So because I, I always try to keep some in case of emergencies. See, I always did that. I always had two weeks up my sleeve for yeah. emergencies, but then I genuinely had an emergency and had to go back to Japan. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, that was tough losing that emergency leave. Oh, gosh, I think I've got an emergency coming up, which is that I'm going back to work on Monday and I don't want to fucking go back to work. So, because work is, yeah, work is not, is not the best place to be. No, um, but at least it keeps you distracted. Yeah, I suppose so. But then the problem is that, that I'm not distracted enough and then I just, my work suffers because I'm dealing with all this bullshit. But I suppose that's like how it's been for the last like two months anyway, mm. two or three months now, I suppose. So, you know, it's probably just going to be par for the course. You know, they won't, they won't notice any difference in my performance because I've already been, like, sort of dealing with shit. 
Uh, so. well, I guess that's you know it's life. Life does still happen to all of us. Yeah, totally. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm just not looking forward to going back. AC. I'm that's living, fair living enough. I wouldn't be looking forward to going back either. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, it's basically been um, Metroid, but I'm just glad that I'm getting some further use out of my 3ds. Mm. You know because. There are some really good 3DS games, but it's it's in bursts. Like, yeah. I'll play it a lot for, like, a couple of weeks, and they'll go, oh, my God, I really like this machine. I'll come back to it. Yeah. 3D not notwithstanding, but mm. I often don't. Yeah, like, I often yeah. just kind of leave it on the wayside and then just forget about it. I play my Vita just as much as my 3DS, and that's both, like, a good thing and a bad thing. I, I love playing handhelds, but my eyesight is really, really poor now, even yeah. with my glasses. So. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, 20 years of playing handhelds. It's my own fault. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. It will. It really, really will. Yeah. Uh, I also got a new keyboard. Yeah. Um, We're looking at this new one now. It's interesting because I never really thought about a keyboard as like something that I would need or want. But yeah. I've, now that I've got a gaming PC, the, P, the keyboard that came with it had two problems. Yes. I kind of got it for free. Mm. Number one, uh, it was English style, which means that the shift, some of the keys, and are English as in United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Some of the keys are slightly different in different places. The shift key on the left is shorter, which was really bugging me. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like a millimeter off center or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and someone had spilt something on it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at some stage. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of got it free with the computer. Um, so it was finally getting to the point where I was kind of pissed off at it. So I went out and uh, bought... It's like, if you get a normal, just a normal keyboard, mm. they're like... 10 bucks or something. Real, real cheap now. You can get them from the dump. Yeah, they're very they're very affordable. But then when you go to like a good gaming keyboard, it's like 200 bucks or something. It's yeah. like, no, I don't want to yeah. go that far. That's a huge markup. Yeah. So I got a gaming keyboard from Logitech um, <laughs> that someone was selling in the local area. They wanted 70 bucks and I managed to talk them down a bit. It's mm-hmm. fair to say I wasn't going to pay 70 bucks for it. Sure. But it's got like all the G keys and like different profile keys. So I can like press M2 and like everything goes red. It's got like got backlit keys. Yeah, that's M3, always three. Everything you goes You sit in the dark blue. like a yeah. teenager and play your games, which is good. It's got um, like volume control here and uh, like CD control and brightness control. And it's even got a little LCD screen, which tells me how much of the CPU and RAM I'm using. Yeah, that, that's nice to know at a glance rather than having to pull up your um, yeah. uh, task manager. So I kind of want to play PlayerUnknown's Battleground... And just see what happens. And just see what happens with my because I've been yeah. worried that my CPU has been suffering with that game a little bit. It's probably the CPU, not the RAM. Yeah. Yeah. But, but look, honestly, the game is not well optimized. It's not, no. Uh I'm hoping that by the time it becomes a um where you know when it leaves actual early release, access, yeah, yeah, that they will have fixed that mm. shit. So this it's good because the um the, the WASD keys are grey. Um, which is helpful for me. Yeah, totally. And didn't you have an issue where like the control or the shift key or something was in a weird spot? It was in the old keyboard. This new one works a lot better for yeah. me. I think, although I haven't really tried it yet, I just kind of like the look of it. You know, it kind of suits the rest of my gaming 
you know, my, my, my new PC elitist gaming lifestyle. That's right, now that you're, now you're part of the uh, the PC master race. Yeah, can... despite the fact that my PC is not great, but it's not bad. Uh, you're still it's not, like, not a bad an old An old PC master race still beats the console kid or whatever. I can't remember like what terrible console wars bullshit. Yeah, I can't been. remember. Look, I'm a veteran of the console, console I was on the losing side of the Sega back then, you know? Lame, console, lame-o, lame <laughs> Umjama lame-o. Umjama, patent pending. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I think um, like this is two in a row. So I think we're doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. We'll just skip over the fact we didn't have a quiz. No, we'll just skip over that, won't we? Uh, yeah. It has been a week, and it's been a busy week for Rob. I really should have done a quiz. Like it's like it's my failing as well. Yeah. Like, and yeah. sometimes I can pull one just off the top yeah. of my head. This is not one of those times because I'm I'm pretty tired as well. You know, yeah. it's been a been a I, bit of a week. I've just been choosing to like put my spare time into the essay writing stuff. Which is fair enough. Yeah. It's probably why I feel so like sort of worn out, even though I'm supposed to be on leave, but. Hey, you know, sometimes there's a perfect storm where, like, all this shit happens at once. And that definitely happened to me recently. Where yeah. It's, it's like, oh, great, I've got exams and I'm breaking up with my wife. Lovely. Just <laughs> perfect timing. Um, but you've still got your old pal AC. He'll never leave you. Why do, we always touch me when you say that. And I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> you going to call the cops on me? It sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> Not the good kind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, I do have a video wanting to come out soon. I say wanting because I've recorded part of it. Mm. Um, it's actually a Famicom Disk System replacement item that I got, like a little flash drive. I really want to do this video. I recorded most of it last weekend, but the, the live takes of me explaining what it was did not turn out well. I did like 20 takes and I was not happy with any of them. And I just... It's so hard to record videos by yourself. It's so hard mm. because I just like interacting with other people. Mm. And like when there's nobody there to joke about, you just kind of get really frustrated with it. Like, oh, fucking cut. You know, yeah. like you got to get up and walk to the camera and turn it off and come back and rah, 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 rah. Even if you have a script, like reading it out, you can still mess it up. So yeah, you uh, can. You really, really can. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I'll hopefully be able to be in a better mood to get that done recently and yeah, get it cool. out there because you know I don't get I don't do these videos for the likes or the views because we don't get a lot of those. <laughs> no, I do it for the educational aspect of this is something that people might not know about or might you know come across randomly in like a mm. year or two and go oh, I really wanted to know about this. Yeah, yeah. And so for those people, uh, we hope you enjoy listening to Game Life Balance Australia, <laughs> the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us. On the weeb at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com <laughs> where you'll that. find links to our podcast feeds, video content, sporadic video content, and the links to our sister show in the US. Now, the US guys are kind of on sabbatical. I yeah. talk to Cody quite frequently. They are hoping to come back in November. Mm. Uh, Cody is getting married in the next two weeks. Please wish wow. him well. Wow. It's exciting. pretty exciting. Yeah, well, that that is awesome. Um, I'm so. sure it's gonna it's gonna be a big day. Yeah, uh, and of course, check out Cody's new podcast, uh, which he does professionally. He gets paid for it. Curiosity. Mm. So check that out. Uh, follow me at Prod Tally on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, give us a positive rating on whichever whichever um, podcast app, app you use. Yeah. yeah, people keep saying go on Stitcher. 
Snitcher, Stitcher, Switcher. Look, I don't know. One of those Stitchers things. Stitchers get snitch, stitch, snitch. Yeah, see? People like people Stitchers like our show stitch. enough to actually say, look, please be more convenient for us because we don't want to have to go to your shitty website. So, yeah. like, that's a good thing and a bad thing. We mean we have to sign up for all these extra things, but yeah. we do it for you. We do it for love. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'll 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 get on I'll get us on a stitcher at some point soon. Yes. Perhaps, yes might yes, be a couple will. of weeks because I'm extremely busy. Do it. Um, but I will I will do that as well as all the other things I always say I'll do. A bit of a mellow episode this one, but uh, thank you very much for listening. All right. Um, and we will see you in the next couple of weeks. So you get you get two in a row, but you still got to wait two weeks for the next one. Hmm. Um, duck murder? Duck, do you want to murder? Duck, duck murder. Yeah, duck murder. I, I would love to murder a duck with you, AC. Pluck a duck. Watch out. 